Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast. I'm your host, Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and prayer who is passionate about helping women like you make prayer their first and best response to the challenges of motherhood. A small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia, I've made prayer my game plan for all of life. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. If you wonder how you'll equip your children for this world and all it throws at them, if you have questions about prayer and don't know where to turn for answers, if you need help knowing how to pray through specific issues or seasons, you are in the right place. Prayer really is the most important but most overlooked part of Christian parenting today. Let's change that starting right now and impact generations to come. Hey friends, I am so glad to be back with you after a short break from the podcast, and I cannot wait to bring you this new season that I know is going to be special. In case you didn't know, when we're not in an active podcast season, I've been hosting interviews on the Million Praying Moms Instagram account in a series I like to call Praying Mom Live. I started these interviews in the summer of 2021, interviewing real moms with real challenges who have overcome to have real, vibrant prayer lives. Their stories are, well, real, and I've picked six of them to share with you over the next six weeks. If you like them, follow Million Praying Moms on Instagram, at Million Praying Moms, and listen to them all. The ones I've chosen for this season are intended to give you a diversity of personal story, and my hope is that you'll hear your story reflected in one of theirs, maybe in all of them. Today, in the first of those six interviews, we're going to hear from someone I've been doing ministry with for a very long time. Sandra Peoples is one of the leading voices in the special needs community. She's the author of three books, including her most recent release, Unexpected Blessings, The Joys and Possibilities of Life in a Special Needs Family. Sandra also co-hosts the popular podcast, Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, where she and Lauren D. Crow provide weekly encouragement to special needs moms and other caregivers. Sandra and her husband, Lee, have two sons, David and James. James has level three autism. Sandra also has a sister with Down syndrome, which gives her a lifelong perspective on being in a special needs family. She lives outside of Houston, Texas, where Lee is a pastor, and Sandra serves their church as the inclusion coordinator for special needs families. In this episode, where I'm joined by Gina Smith, Sandra shares some of her personal struggles with prayer, and I think makes one of the most profound statements of all our shows. Are you living your life on a day-to-day basis as if God isn't really there? Tune in now as we get real. Sandra, say hello, tell everybody a little bit about you, and then we'll we'll jump into our A Day in the Prayer Life of Sandra Peoples. <laughs> well, I am so excited to join you guys today and celebrate the launch of the book. I, I can't wait for it to get in the hands of everybody who I know is going to be blessed by it. Um, I am Sandra Peoples. We live outside of Houston. So when I say I'm going, I'm at the beach, it's really not that far away from our house. It's just 45 minute drive. So um, we're happy to be down here. We have two boys, 15 years old and 13 years old. And our younger son, James, has level three autism. And so I uh, do a lot of advocacy work for him, especially in churches. Uh, my job is 
I am a consultant for the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention, and I help churches be more accommodating for families like mine. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love what God has called you to do, Sandra. Thank you. On behalf of all moms with special needs kids, we thank you for what you're doing and, and what you're making possible for those children to know the gospel and hear the gospel. And and it's such a great thing. In the book, I'm not going to give anything away, but you're the first chapter in the book. Your story is the first chapter. And you talk a little bit in that chapter about how James's diagnosis affected your family in really practical ways, like what the reality of, of that was for you. And, and more than that, how it affected your prayer life. And so we're not going to tell that story again, because you need to go get the book in order to get that. Sandra is also on the Million Praying Moms podcast today. If you want to go and hang out there, it's like a 20 minute episode and it's so good. And this is kind of the after show, if you will, for that podcast. But what I would like to know, one thing that I'm really interested in in helping everybody get a grip on is that prayer is not one more thing you have to add to your to-do list. It actually can be a way of life. It can be something that is a natural part of the rhythms of your day so that you don't have to feel guilty because you're not doing it or, or you know, try and figure out, oh, how can I add one more thing in? I'm already overwhelmed. I'm already busy. What does prayer look like in real moms' lives who have real challenges and real things going on in their life, how does that look for you in your life? So let's talk about a day in the prayer life of Sandra Peoples. Just walk us through what does your prayer life look like on any given day? Well, I think, I mean, this is an evolving thing. And and what I like about your ministry, Brooke, and the, the book is that um, it's not for experts at prayer. I, I mean, I don't consider myself somebody who has arrived or has figured it out or does it perfectly every day. So it's actually a few years ago, I read a book by Jerry Bridges and it's called Respectable Sins. And it talks about the sins in our lives that are we almost get away with because nobody knows about them. And one of them was ungodliness. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a big one, right? And so, but the way he described ungodliness was living your life as if God did not exist. And that was hugely convicting to me and my prayer life because, I mean, because of James's disabilities, like I wake up to him in my bed every morning. That's how I like before the alarm goes off, he's in the bed. And there's been seasons where that has happened at like two or three in the morning for weeks at a time. Right. And I don't fall asleep at night until he is asleep and I can hear him. And so, you know, I. I don't ease into my day with coffee and Bible time. I, I don't ease out it, just because that's not realistic yeah. for me and where we are. And so that quote from that book made me realize that there were days that I was trying to just live on my own power and in my own strength. And I had to say, I'm living as if God doesn't exist because I'm not talking to him every day. Every day. I'm not waking up to him. I'm not going to sleep with him on my mind. And so you know, so there's been kind of an evolution. I mean, there's been times that I've had to say, you've got to stop and take time and pray and go through this. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, so now, I mean, if we're just talking about a day in the life, like we're talking about, it may not be as when I first wake up, it may like during the school year, not be until James gets on the bus and he heads off to school. And so that's about eight o'clock in the morning. And that's when I can get quiet and everything is kind of settled. That's before I'm starting my work day. 
So I spend some time in prayer then. I try to end all of my work at three because he normally gets off the bus at four. And so I have that time from three to four to do some Bible reading, some praying, and then just try to make it part of my evening. No matter how the evening has gone, just kind of fall into bed and say, God, you you gave me good gifts today. I did my best to be faithful. Thank you for how you strengthened me to get through this. And that may just be one sentence in the evening, but those are kind of my benchmarks. So eight in the morning, three in the afternoon, and then, you know, nine, nine thirty in the evening mm-hmm. where it, it just, even if it's quick, even if it's fast, it, it's just reconnecting to say, God, I am dependent on you. And I'm so thankful for what you do in my life. And I'm going to spend time with you at these benchmark times. Yeah, I love that so much. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to out you as a as a pastor's wife and we're going to I'm going to ask you a theological question, okay? And just you can I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I think you can handle it. So, you're talking about or we talk a lot about um I maybe talk a lot about what moms are missing out on if they're not praying. And I really do believe that you're like, if you're a mom and you're listening right now and you're not praying, I just feel like there's so much more to your Christian life, to your relationship with the Lord, um, to your, to the way you're parenting your children, to, to the way you're living inside your marriage and interacting with other believers and non-believers that you're missing out on because you're not in prayer. But I'd like to ask this question, Sandra, and you can just give me your opinion. Um, again, I'm putting you on the spot here. You said earlier that you, when you read this book, Um, that you were most convicted by the sin of acting as if God is not even there. So I want to ask you this question. Is prayerlessness a sin? Yes. Right. I mean, like I'm trying to think of all the implications of that. Ungodliness is a sin. uh, One of those that we can keep secret. And I feel like they're so tied. Prayer is so tied to that. I mean, Thinking it, it's part of pride, right? I can do this on my own. I don't need God. I don't need guidance. I don't need the wisdom that comes from above. Um, so I, I, I don't know that we could qualify prayerlessness as a sin as, as much as we can see what's at the root of that. What is, I mean, it's, it's pride. It's ungodliness. It is, sometimes it's anger, right? Like, like we can yeah. be honest that, that there's things that we're angry about and and that stops our relationship with God. And so we we're less likely to come to him if we're angry at him or if we're angry at the circumstances that we feel like he's ultimately responsible for. So, I mean, if we're in a season of prayerlessness, we need to, we need to understand that God is calling us back to himself. He desires that time with us. It's not about what we say or, or, what we get at the end of off our prayer time. It's, it's really about that time spent with him. And, and just like if we were in a marriage and we spent no time talking to mm-hmm. our husbands and, and no, just went throughout our day as if they don't even exist and, and didn't even speak to them when they're in the same room with us. I mean, we would, that wouldn't be a healthy relationship. And so mm-hmm. prayerlessness is certainly a symptom of some, some sins that we, that we need to confess. I mean, there, and, and I have had to do that in seasons of my life to say, man, God, I, I miss you. And and I know that I'm the one who has moved in this relationship. It hasn't been you, but I've been trying to do this on my own or, or I've been frustrated by these circumstances or I, 
I just haven't taken the time to spend with you. And so that that's me confessing that to him and asking him to continue to draw me to himself. Yeah, that's a great answer. Gina, do you have any thoughts to add to that? I'll put you on um, the spot too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was all really good. Um, and it really made me, I was thinking, hmm, I'm processing while you're talking. Yeah. Because that's, that's an interesting question. The thing that came to my mind for me as I personalized it is that often prayerlessness is, this would be sin, would be laziness on my part, you know, I just tired. And, but I think also, uh, and I think you really emphasize this in your book that I think this book really brings this out. And I love it is that we believe the lies of the enemy that we don't have time or we can't, or we overwhelmed, or we don't know how, you know, like our words aren't right or whatever. And, and you guys are far enough along in this motherhood journey that you realize that, um, there's never a season where we're going to have more time for prayer. Uh-huh. There's always something that crowds, you know, will crowd it out. And so it's just got to become the priority and a habit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are great answers. Thank you. I mean, these are, these are questions I think we need to ask ourselves because sometimes I think as a culture, we make sin really fluffy and cushy and, mm-hmm. and, and we don't call it what it is. And it's just so much more helpful to our overall growth if we just call it what it is. And and looking looking behind the um, the result to look at what's in the heart is uh, is where we need to go. If we want to have any kind of way to overcome it, then we have to get beneath it and really look at what's happening in our hearts. So that's a really great answer, Sandra. Share one secret to an effective prayer life that you wish you'd known earlier. Well, I think, I mean, one of my best secrets, <laughs> I think, and, and I think actually a lot of your audience already knows this, but following accounts on social media, I, I'm on social media, you know, I mean, it's part of the job, right? right. I, yes. I, it's part of the job, but following accounts that remind me to pray mm-hmm. is kind of my secret weapon. And so there's some of those mornings that we pick up the phone before we pick up the Bible, right? There's just some of those mornings. So when I'm scrolling through and and the million praying moms graphic comes up that has the verse to pray, it's a trigger to me to say, have I prayed yet this morning? Have I, have I spent that time? And if not, then it's right then that I take that time. And so, I mean, it feels like a best kept secret because it's so easy, (laughs) but it's such a trigger and you, we can surround ourselves with all kinds of triggers, but the accounts that we follow on social media are a huge help to either Mm -hmm. distract us and pull us away or push us toward prayer and being in scripture and encouragement from godly friends. I mean, I don't know how many mornings, especially when we're in summer mode, right? And we're just Mm -hmm. out of our regular routines. And I say, oh, I I haven't spent time in prayer yet this morning. And this is the perfect verse for me to pray today, the one that I see on the Million Praying Moms account. It just triggers that. It gives me a moment to be still, to reflect, to pray, and then head on through the day. Yeah, I love that too. That's one of my favorite, you know, we've been doing that for years now, a long time. If you're, you know, if you're coming to us from Sandra's account, or if you're coming from mine, and you are not following Million Praying Moms here on Instagram or on Facebook, if you'd rather get them there, every single weekday, we offer a scripture inspired prayer for your children. And and here's 
something like I just did it this morning. I woke up to a little bit of a hectic morning. We kind of, we had a long weekend and, and we were all very tired last night and we overslept a little bit. And then my boys had to be at the high school at a certain time. And I have one of my, my oldest son is also taking a class this summer at home. And so like, it's, our mornings are busy here during the summer, even though summer is not supposed to be chaotic. Sometimes it is, right? And so I sat down and I'm scrolling through Instagram and I looked at the my our Million Praying Moms account and I was like, okay, that is perfect for today. Like just today, I prayed that as my kids went over to the high school to do what they're doing for sports related things this morning, that they would take opportunities to be a blessing to other children and not do things that would cause other people to stumble. If you, if you don't know the verse that I'm referring to, go look at Million Praying Moms right now or when we're done and you'll find it. And so it's just this really great thing. But, but what I find is that um, when I go and, and look and interact with these verses on social media, I'm often in, inspired or even, shall I say, convicted in my own life. I look at myself. I don't just look at my children and what they need prayer for. I look at myself as well. So it's a great reminder to me that today I don't want to be that person that causes my brother or sister to stumble. I want to be the one that leads them to the Lord or that shows the light of the Lord or uh, points them to Jesus. So it's a, it's a great starting point over the school year. I'll tell you, you know, I'm getting ready to enter a different kind of season with my children. Um, up until this point, I've always driven them to school. We either homeschooled. And so we were sitting around the table in the morning, which made it easy, or I was driving and there was some car time driving them to school. And, and starting this coming school year, they're going to be going to the same school and I probably won't be driving them anymore, which is like, oh my goodness, how did we even get here? But we, I really like to take those those prayers at Million Praying Moms in the morning and pull them up on my phone as we're leaving for the day or probably next year I'll end up doing it around the breakfast table as we're having breakfast together and just pull it up and read them the verse that it's inspired by and explain anything that might be unclear and help them to uh, you know apply it to their daily lives and then we pray together it's like this super practical thing that we can do before they leave so that I'm giving them something of the Lord and they're hearing their mom pray out loud for them before they go to school. And I just think that's really powerful. There are really great practical ways that you can use that. And I love Sandra's warning and inspiration to say, you know what, we're all using social media, use it for good. Use it as something that reminds you to do good things, to do the, you know, to obey the Lord, to walk in obedience, to get connected with him instead of getting sucked into the vortex that we all are sometimes tempted by. So I really, really love that. So, you know, do you have anything to add as we're wrapping up? Um, uh, that was the best answer, Sandra, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I, I think especially for my generation, I don't know that it's easy to write off social media as the evil one. You know, I was sitting at dinner recently with a, a group of people. Most of the people were my age or older. And they were just talking about they weren't on it. It's evil. It's wicked, you know. And I finally, and Brooke, you know, like I've even texted you before. I'm like, I'm going off Instagram. <laughs> I have had it. I can't do this anymore. And Brooke's so gentle. Gina, I, 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 please pray about that. <laughs> but really what I'm thinking in my right mind, like I feel like God is just like opened the floodgates for the gospel, you know, yes. for opportunities for the gospel. And I was sharing that with this group of people. I said, I really see that God has allowed this. We can use it for the gospel. But also, if you think about it, we really have no excuse to not be praying and, and all that because we have this and we have these 
prompts all you know in front of us if that's where we choose to to go you know the, to follow these accounts so yeah i i'm 98 percent of the time i am so loving using social media for the cause of christ but yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's an excellent excellent answer it yeah. does get overwhelming sometimes and there's certainly bad as well but there can be good yeah. sandra thank you so much for being with us today Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Million Praying Moms. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or by visiting our website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom, like our monthly scripture-inspired prayer calendars. Yours for only $5 a month when you become a patron of Million Praying Moms. If you love this podcast and want to be a part of making sure it sticks around and reaches other moms with the message that prayer is not a last resort, but the first and best response to motherhood, consider joining our Patreon family. There are options for everyone, including our $5 a month prayer calendar option, perfect for both the beginner and seasoned praying mom who wants to pray God's word for her children. Depending upon your needs, you can get access to our classes, courses, podcast scripts, discussion questions for each podcast, and even vote on certain aspects related to the ministry of Million Praying Moms. And I also have a free gift for you too. Download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children, when you subscribe to the podcast. It's a step-by-step guide for how to get started praying the scriptures for yourself and your family. If you love this podcast, would you help us reach more moms with our message by leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts? We sure would appreciate it. Find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.